Hi and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani and the topic for today's episode is Customer Experience. The importance for improving customer experience has been increasing over time and for a lot of companies that have very similar products, customer experience becomes a point of differentiation between them and their competition. Customers nowadays feel like they deserve it and if they don't get the amount that they're entitled to, there is always another brand that can fill this gap. To help me dwell further into today's topic, I have Lalit Jagtiani as the guest for the episode. He is a digital thought leader at SAP and has worked with them for over 14 years now. In addition to helping brands think out of the box and provide them with digital solutions, he is also an author to a book revolving around organizational transformation called When Change Happens and the chief mentor for LeadThink that supports professionals strategize and manage their career brand. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Hi, Lalit, and welcome to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. It's a real pleasure for me to have you here. Hey, Prashant, thank you for inviting me. So before we dive, you know, into customer experience, I think it's important to understand the value of customer centricity. Customers are obviously the most important thing that any business needs because, you know, without them, it's impossible to survive. But unfortunately, there are still brands that don't care about customers so much just beyond the point of sale. So what is your viewpoint on this? And do you think brands today are doing enough? This is a very interesting uh, paradigm. Like you said, you know, um, there are two uh, dimensions to the problem. The first dimension is more organization specific. So if you think of organizations, we get rewarded when we sign in a new customer. So any new customer that comes in, there is a financial reward and there's a commission that comes to sales, depending upon the type of organization and the type of sale that the service entails. There is very little reward from an organization point of view for service or to provide customer with an extraordinary experience. The second dimension is service by itself. You know, it's, it's a very complex piece of different components that constitute a customer experience. So even for example, if we are as an organization structuring ourselves to address this whole concept of customer experience, it may happen that, you know, you've had um, an experience with the brand across multiple touch points, but that one experience that left you with a negative touch point is the one that kind of stays and impacts the overall experience. So there is what we typically call moments of experience. And then you have moments where the customer is at a particular point with that particular a brand and when you have done an assessment you right. have seen a sentiment right there's a very interesting statistic and of course um, not giving um, my own credibility to that statistic but it's sure. a published statistic that exists today uh, where if a repeat customer um, there is a 60 to 70 percent chance of you getting that customer back onto your particular product or service right. but to get in a new customer uh, there's only a 20% probability of a customer signing you up for the first time. Yeah. So point we are making is it makes a lot more business sense to have a customer who's had a good experience. Yeah, true. Because you can then upscale cross sell much better with other products and services that you have because your conversion rates are like 60, 70%. Whereas your conversion rates to a customer who's never experienced you at all, no matter what product range you're trying to provide is much lower. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I think, an interesting point. And also just streaming from that. Uh, so, I mean, clearly customers not only help, you know, bring in the revenue, but they also help us improve. But I think that only would be possible if, you know, we as brands proactively listen to them 
and understand the customer experience so customer experience surveys is you know not a new concept but i think technology has been playing a huge role in simplifying how they are taken and how they are measured so what kind of technology do you think uh, really supports this process and how does how do you think it actually works so there are quite a great a number of technologies on the experience side you know whether you're looking at getting the experience data from social media sentiments or you're looking at former surveys that you typically run to customers yeah. or to you know on the booth experiences of customers the challenge and, and i think the cutting edge of the future is not so much in what tools you use to gather that experience because there are many pros and cons of that yeah. the challenge being able to convert that experience to find out what's that operational reason that is causing this dissatisfaction or causing this score to be where it is and yeah. that's really the latest um, research that people are doing where we are trying to put in a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning to kind of look at correlating operational data with this customer's experience data to find that as a example of which ones kind of really are impacting the service and i'll give an example there was an airline yeah that are looking to improve its customer score and um, they they were seeing a pattern of a particular segment of customers typically yeah. rating this airline low in terms of their experience and when they kind of dug uh, deeper and they kind of identified which was the factors that were causing it one of them was to do with the kind of meal that they were served in the plane yeah and when a little deeper and they found out that a particular type of meal that was being served didn't have the right menu that would appeal to this segment of customers yeah. by simply making that operational change of changing the the meal composition this cost of satisfaction improved up in that segment so yeah. the point i'm trying to bring here is you know that experience is one thing but being able to find out which is that operational experience that is causing this experience to be negative or is causing this experience to be positive is very critical for organizations to see because while i share a negative experience it may happen that there are so many positive experiences customer has and if we know what those are we can amplify them we can magnify them and strengthen our brand position and differentiation across the segment true true yeah so i mean as a brand manager or working for a brand team it's important to conduct surveys and understand you know the impact on the output but there are so many customer experience surveys that exist today like the customer effort score net promoter score customer satisfaction surveys post purchase surveys etc i mean how do they know which one would be the best suited for them uh, to get you know the best desired outcomes that they're looking for yeah so i think the first step is um, as an organization you have answered the first question i always ask my customers is what do you want to achieve out of this survey yeah why am i saying this is it's very important to start with the end in mind because what you want to achieve then determines what you need to ask so yeah. for example i'm trying to look up, look at how has been the delivery of the products that i typically do so i'm an online retailer i want to make sure that my customers are getting their goods on a certain time that's much better than my competitors are then i'm i need to specify and and look for questions that correlate to that aspect of the business Right. What happens very often is, you know, we have people who get into surveys just because it's good to have a survey. True. And then we get scores, and then we are trying to interpret what do we do with this score. Yeah. So if I've got, if for example, a net promoter score that's not really appealing to me, the question is, I don't know what to do with it. Right. And therefore, being able to understand that when I'm looking for a net promoter score, what are those aspects that build up to that net promoter 
are areas which I can influence or I can make a difference in terms of the actions that I take in my business. Yeah. And if there are no actionable insights, then very often these surveys become very theoretical and become True. good to, to share in management forums, but yeah. don't translate to any business outcome or action. True. So do you think there are a lot of cases, you know, where brands actually drop this post uh, survey? So it's, you know, as you just mentioned, it's presented internally. It's a great, you know, element to have in your presentation to the management. Uh, But post that, do you think a lot of brands kind of drop it uh, midway and not uh, go through the entire process? So survey, I mean, you know, doing your surveys, doing your research, obviously, is the first element uh, to success. But I think what is greater than the surveys is actually finding the solution and implementing the solution. So do you think there is a lot of, you know, droppage between surveys being conducted and those surveys actually finding solutions and being implemented? Yeah, so I would address this absolutely. And I would address it in two dimensions. So the first one is what I typically call the organization corporate dimension. So let's imagine there is a survey which kind of brings something rather negative in light. The first question, you know, that happens is there's a kind of a witch hunt that goes in the organization to find out what's causing that as a negative outcome. Right. And when the organization defense mechanism kicks in, you know, everyone's kind of trying to protect their turf. Nobody yeah. wants to point to the fact that this was largely due to them. So then you have this corporate game of passing true. the pillow. True, true. And Completely. that lands on somebody's yeah. lap when the music stops. Yeah. So the first part is that's why I always say, you know, when you're kind of looking at a survey, it should always be if there's a drive to improve it, there must be a clear mandate given to the executives that we are looking to not point fingers at failures, but rather looking to really improve ourselves. And no one gets prosecuted for the negatives, but we definitely get incentivized if we turn it around. Yeah. So that's the first organization dimension. The second dimension is, again, like I said, the context in which the question is asked and how you're able to correlate it to the customer journey or the engagement the customer has had with the brand during that cycle. Because the customer journey has many touch points. You know, it could be something like an online conversation or an engagement or something that the customer has bought. It could be a physical experience with the brand where they've actually used and consumed the product or it could be an experience where technologies come in the way. Take telco, for example. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm be traveling from point A to point B and the networks keep dropping and I'm doing a very important critical call. And yeah. frustration levels are very, very high rather than, you know, when I'm sitting in a train and I have no calls to make, but I'm just making a, a social call. So yeah. context becomes important. True. So therefore, it's very important for organizations to know that which are the more critical, I would say, moments or contexts that are important. So if you kind of take um, the example of uh, internet services today, and given the fact that you're in a COVID situation, yeah. um, the, the large amount of demand that homes have had on their bandwidths have caused performance of these companies to really come down. Yeah. And that's really impacted some of the reputations because the brands that people have worked with and have known them to have really good uh, performance parameters suddenly seem to drop. And because the reaction times are so short, it's very difficult for these organizations to be able to come up and respond faster. A smart internet provider, for example, and that's some of the work that we've been doing, is we started looking at, you, you need to hedge your bandwidth and yeah. you need to hedge it around areas that you think are the most critical to your customer segments. And once organizations start doing that and start shifting the load to areas that matter, you're able to achieve at least selective improvement. And therefore, you know, it's about consequence and cost as well. 
So when we talk about a negative customer experience, it's not about customers in general, but how critical is that customer to this organization also plays a role in the way organizations react to a brand. Yeah, you know, in fact, I completely agree about the point you made on the internet provider industry. In fact, in a recent survey, the internet and TV providers have been receiving the lowest customer experience score. And that's obviously very correlational to the increase of usage due to the current pandemic. Uh, but leaving this industry aside for a minute, one of the industries that have been, you know, perpetually receiving low customer engagement scores has been the banking industry. So what do you think they should do, you know, a little differently to probably improve this and make things a little better for them? So for the banking sector, of course, uh, from an organization point of view, um, is fairly complex and I wouldn't want to go there at that point. Sure. But I can kind of give it in a, in a focus of what can they do from a technology perspective. Right. Now, if you, the, one of the things that happen, particularly in the banking sector, is they're serving a large segment of uh, or a very wide spectrum of customers. So you have at the extreme end, the really high net worth individuals, and then you have corporates and you know the bigger corporates and things like yeah. that then at the at the lower end you have the small wage earners who are kind of putting in their small savings and investments in the bank yeah and from that, that point of view each person that puts in his or her money in the bank feels they're entitled to a certain amount of quality of service right money is personal it it has the highest i would say emotional interaction for an individual and yeah. therefore you know the way you manage the individuals determines the feedback you get and typically the responses get more emotional than a low engagement product say for example like a toothpaste so the first uh, from a pure technology point of view um, the whole segment of today if you uh, look at how banking industry from uh, grew they started with these large mainframe technologies which were very huge and cumbersome and then they came up with these whole host of native solutions each one catering to a particular financial segment or a particular financial instrument Correct. now what that what, what that means is as customers we are interacting with the bank across multiple platforms and because we are interacting across multiple platforms if the customer really wants to know about me as a person and what kind of engagements i've had with the bank across their different uh, products and services right. it's a huge struggle and because they don't have that context and they don't have that uh, full visibility they're not able to serve what i typically call a segment of one kind of service that means you're not able to serve my needs because you don't know me well enough because you've mm. not seen or you don't have visibility on how i'm interacting across multiple platforms right so one of the first things that we're talking from a technology point of view is how do we kind of create a consolidated view of the customer the number of touch points the customer has with that particular bank across the multiple services that the bank offers them which will then allow for uh, banks to create more targeted and segmented offerings to these customers right they're more related around what they think would be potentially their personal needs. So that's the first thing. The second thing is basically using technology to offer, offer what I typically call long tail customers. So hmm. these are typically the uh, customers that have not that much of uh, financial resources invested with the bank, but they are nevertheless their own life savings and resources. Yeah. And for these, um, obviously the service cost, if you look at it from a revenue versus service, um, the service cost is much higher for the segment and that's where banks sometimes fail to provide value to this service. So here's yeah. again where 
technology can actually help in creating a kind of a user friendly segment of one service that can provide much of the requirements of these customers without having to invest too much of resources in terms of human being interacting with these individuals and provide them only contextual inputs where they need that human interaction so that's um, that's uh, another kind of um, scenario that we are talking about and and how do you kind of provide that segment of one is typically by using of course now technology provides you things like chatbots and features like that that can actually interact with you in a more personalized way um, mm. based on their understanding of your needs to kind of the more sophisticated ai and algorithms that typically pick up data across multiple platforms that the bank is having yeah get kind of personalized views of the customer and their buying behavior and their income uh, and and the way they invest yeah i think those were some good insights on the banking industry and honestly could work as great thought starters for any other industry as well so thank you so much lalit for coming on the transfer marketing podcast and sharing it was a thought provoking episode for me and i'm sure for the listeners as well thank you thank you it's been a good talking to you and thank you for the opportunity to do that for the rest if you all would like to reach out to lalit you can do so by logging into his website whenchangehappens.org or in case if you all have any questions doubts or feedback you can reach out to me on linkedin instagram or twitter This is me signing out for this episode. Looking forward to seeing you at the next one. And one last thing, don't forget to stay curious. <laughs>